It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm John Brown. Chairman of Beyond Net Zero, and this is Net Zero and Beyond. In this series, we look at how the world can get to Net Zero and the pioneers hoping to make it happen. Each episode looks at a different part of society and a different solution. Today, we look at energy, efficiency, and greenhouse gases. When it comes to energy and climate change, most people spend their time thinking about energy supply. They want to know where our energy will come from and what impact it will have on the environment. We spend much less time talking about energy demand. How can we reduce greenhouse gas emissions by being more efficient, not only in our production of energy, but also by using less of it? According to one US report, additional investment in energy efficiency could lower US greenhouse gas emissions by up to 50% by 2050. But using resources differently and sparingly doesn't come naturally to human beings. And while humanity may be naturally inefficient, computers certainly are not. They can do what people cannot do when we need to make decisions on how to make the best choices. Amir Hussain is the CEO of Spark Cognition, a company using artificial intelligence to help industries across the world realize their full potential. I'm an investor in Spark Cognition and sit on the company's board, and I'm delighted that Amir Hussain is here today to talk to me. Amir, good afternoon. Hello, Lord Brown. It's a pleasure to be with you. Wonderful to be. So, climate change is about uh, human beings creating emissions they don't want during uh, economic activity. So how do we get the economic activity still going and flourishing and getting rid of the emissions? Can we become more efficient? Can we rethink processes? Can we think about different ways of doing things? And is that what AI could help us do? Absolutely. I think, you know, in terms of if you look at sort of the global demand for energy, about a quarter of it goes into industry. And within industry, which is obviously a very broad area, there are certain manufacturing processes like cement production that consume a lot of power. 
And in fact, uh, if cement were, were a country, it would be the third largest emitter in the world. So in an environment like that, how can AI go in and impact, make things more efficient, reduce the power consumption, reduce failures, reduce inefficiencies? And I think there's a lot of potential for that. Uh, for example, within the cement production process, there are power and energy management systems. There are uh, essentially very large scale rotating equipment, variable frequency drives. There are control systems. And each of these have an aspect of you know, human control, and that control can be optimized. And doing those optimizations can lead to a lot of savings. And this is just one little snippet you know, from one industry. So I think in a nutshell, what AI can do for industry and for people is that the kinds of micro actions, the large numbers of many, many, many actions that you have to engage in, in order to bring about a saving, AI can pre-calculate and execute those for you. So Mia, let's take this down to what you and I would see every day in our, in our house. Uh, how can it help us uh, think about you know, how we consume, how we save uh, energy or, or products, and how we can know whether we're doing something good or bad for the environment? Can we reduce our own greenhouse gas emissions? And, and how do we figure out that? We're obviously not going to do it by taking a, a notebook and trying to figure out what to do as you, you know, because there are just too many moving parts. What can artificial intelligence do for us? Well, I think, you know, the U.S., of all countries that have a population larger than 40 million, the U.S. is the number one per capita greenhouse emitter. So particularly as an American, that's a very big responsibility uh, to try and reduce that footprint. But the, the problem is that at home, it involves a lot of work. For example, there are phantom loads. There are things that are connected that are just silently sipping away at electricity. And overall, that's a pretty big uh, demand on the network. You know, you could use dimmers. You don't have to have a binary on and off for, uh, the, the, for, for lights. But, but the bigger problem is, as a human being, Will I constantly be thinking about every optimization, uh, the, the setting of every dimmer, what light is on and off? So that whole control problem, again, it falls into the bucket of one of these things, which there's a large number of controls and ons and offs and zero through tens and all these settings. AI can pre-calculate all of this. The issue is actually controlling all of these in an optimal way and in a predictive way. And that I don't think has been done. It's sort of smartphones are a fancy remote that you can look at and you can control things, but truly sophisticated, responsive control of all the elements in, in the home, that hasn't been done. I don't think that's a hardware problem. Really, that's a software problem. And what about transportation? So we, we get in a car, an automobile, we drive from A to B, we get in an aeroplane. In the US, we probably get to A to B broadly in the timescale we had planned, but maybe not. Uh, in Europe, certainly it's uh, even more uncertain arrival. And if we want to ship a container load of goods from one country to the other, we're never really quite sure when the container will arrive. I think it's one of the mysteries of life that I believe things only arrive on time for about 8% of the time. All sorts of efficiencies, inefficiencies are built into the world system here. 
Yeah, actually, you spoke about shipping containers and predicting their arrival. Uh, that's one area where my company, Spark Cognition, has been doing a lot of work in predicting traffic and predicting the supply chain and predicting exactly when which ship will arrive with which container and uh, how to actually get the containers on the ships uh, in the most optimal way. So those complex multivariate routing problems uh, with predictive elements, because the weather is unpredictable, ship traffic can be unpredictable. Uh, AI is really good at things like that. So much smarter control systems, particularly in larger vehicles, smarter routing. There's a lot that one can do with AI to impact uh, energy consumption and gas emissions that come from the transportation sector. So Amir, you have a great reputation as someone who forecasts the future quite well. So what do you think the big new things that AI can do for us that will help us reduce greenhouse gases and create a better world? Well, this might be slightly controversial, but I think ultimately the issue of consumption and economic growth are linked. And one of the big challenges we'll have to face uh, post-2050 when the population begins to decline is we're trying to reduce per capita energy consumption and per capita everything consumption because, you know, we don't want to build houses that are eight times larger than, than the average house now and we don't want to consume food five times more than what we do now. So we're really speaking to reducing per capita consumption because increasing that means harming the environment. So what does that mean? Does that mean we're going to go into a deflationary economy? The answer to that really is... AI and a lot of digital artifacts that are at a very nascent stage right now, where what we end up consuming might be things that take very little power, no physical footprint. They're essentially virtual goods. And we value them like we value physical possessions. And that is where our consumption comes from. But that type of good doesn't impact the environment. It's limitless in how much you can produce and how much you can keep, uh, how much you can buy, uh, so it drives the economy. I, I find it very hopeful to look back, to look forward, that since 1980, have we not had uh, all the energy efficiency investments that we've made between 1980 and today, we'd be consuming uh, a lot more and, and, and emissions would be up by 60% of the level where they are today. And they're disastrously high today. So... It says that we can do more of this. As we get better with technologies, we can do much more in the future. Completely agree. We've got to buy some time. And right now, all of the aspects of AI that we spoke about are in driving efficiencies and automating action, large-scale action to, to deliver uh, reduction in emissions. But over the long haul, AI could also make um, you know, discoveries in material science. AI could also revolutionize how we store energy, and AI could also lead to designs that make electric long-range flight viable. So uh, AI as an instrument of automating design and discovery is just, just at the horizon. It's within reach. It's being used in certain areas. And that's another reason to be hopeful and another reason to do everything we can to use AI in its current form by some time buy some time and use that time wisely to get to the next level of innovation that will unlock additional potential and additional technologies that might get us much closer to solving the problem. 
So it's very important that we embrace AI as our friend without fear. No fear. Amir Hussain, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Lord Brown. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.